from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Greg Matzik. Hey everyone, I'm new here. 611 on WTMJ, Mike Spaulding in the building. So we did not suffer from the Super Bowl flu? No, we did not. Which 16 million Americans will suffer from today. It's the, it's the day after the Super Bowl, a day which many people decide they're going to walk in a little late. Maybe not get that 8 a.m. meeting. Maybe not get out of bed at all after a long night, perhaps. But the game is over at like 9.30. I don't understand the Super Bowl flu. It was like 9.25 when the game ended, and that was in overtime. What are we doing? Now, if you're in Vegas, you're still going, right? I mean, it yeah. has not ended for you. Like, you're just, especially if you're a Chiefs fan, like, does the day ever end? No. I mean, just keep it running, man, right? Well, well, you know, what's funny is, you know, out in Las Vegas, they're, what, two hours behind us here? So the game ends at almost 10 o'clock for us, but it's like, Eight o'clock in Las Vegas time, which is early, early evening, which is kind of funny to think about that. Oh, they're way behind us. So but it's time, I, time for 49ers fans to get a red eye home. Time for cheese fans to double down, right? And that's kind of what happened last not night. Not even a red eye. They could get like a nice flight uh, on the way back to uh, to California. So there's a survey out that finds 22 and a half million U.S. employees or 14 percent of the workforce expect they'll miss at least some of the workday today, while 45 million admit they'll be less productive than usual. I get the less production, I think, but the over like taking a sick day today, I can't I can't wrap my mind around yeah, that. Yeah, I like my butt in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, we all did. Uh Deb, you might have been just still going. You didn't even go to sleep. I know how I you operate. I was thinking about staying up, believe it or not. <laughs> I, the game did drag on to overtime. Of course, I had to stay up to watch it all. The kids did as well. We had a lot of fun watching the Super Bowl. We'll dive into all aspects of it. Greg Hill's got highlights of the game coming up after this. There's over 113 national calls. We have some of those for you coming up. Time for a WTMJ Sports Update. Greg Hills in this morning. Hey, G. All right, the biggest stage in football. Overtime under the lights. Patrick Mahomes has the ball. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. The Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. Yes, indeed. Class is in session. The call courtesy of 106.5 The Wolf in Kansas City. The Chiefs, back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Mahomes' third title as quarterback of the Chiefs. This game had everything. Celebrities, drama, neon lights, a fan running on the field, a game in overtime for just the second time ever, players and coaches yelling at each other on the sidelines. I mean, what a Super Bowl. One of these conflicts of course, happened between head coach Andy Reid and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey in the second quarter. Now, when Reid was asked about it post game, <laughs> yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, the cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. Yeah, head on a swivel, coach. Winning surely cures all. The Chiefs Super Bowl 58 champs. Final score 25 to 22. We'll head to the hardwood. Bucks should feel good coming off a 36 point trouncing of the Charlotte Hornets on Friday night. Head coach Doc Rivers says all it takes is one good win. You know you could do it, so let's build it on the something more positive you know it's like I said after the game now you proved you can do it we just got to keep working on it you know so it's a good win for us yeah after a weekend off the Bucks look to start the work week with the rest of us no flu for them hosting the Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets tonight our coverage tips off with Bucks shoot around starting at six tonight now we have more Super Bowl fun frivolity from Greg Matzik you said uh so I'm always intrigued at the other calls that occur 
And there's like a hundred nations that are getting a media pass or a credential to call for their respective country. Uh, did you hear the Spanish call of how the game ended last night? This might be the best of the bunch. Es increíble. Vamos a seguir jugando. Aquí puede estar el Super Bowl, señoras y señores. Primera y goal. First and goal. Acá está Pat Mahomes. El movimiento. Mahomes. El San Francisco pierde el Super Bowl. Apareció otra vez el mejor del mundo. Patrick Mahomes. No fue Kelsey. No fue Isaiah Pacheco. Otra vez un héroe desconocido. Kansas City. I, I just keep it going. I, this is actually like just a random third and one call. Like it's not even the touchdown, the game winner. <laughs> Why would I watch CBS at this point? Uh, it's pretty good amazing point. stuff. It is a good point. Well, if you want to watch the CBS call, you would have heard Tony Romo jump all over Jim Nance's call at the end. But nonetheless, or, or you would have made fun of J.J. Watt's hair. That was a trending topic mm. during the Super Bowl yesterday as well. That's an interesting choice. Uh, my wife uh, put it, I, I thought, very accurately and said, if you're going to do that, you might as well just frost the tips, J.J. It's <laughs> a pretty good line. J.J. is uh, taking this in stride. His hair trending during halftime of the Super Bowl. 25-22, outstanding game. Bucks basketball tonight should be a fun one against the Denver Nuggets. 6-18 on WTMJ. It's a lesser story than the Super Bowl, but one I'm sure you're following here. Before the big game on Sunday, another national title was earned by a Wisconsin high school. So big congratulations to Greendale High School. They won the national championship in the game day live division of the National High School Cheerleading Championship. So this is where Vinny Vetrano is at and why I'm in for him today. So this was at the ESPN Worldwide of Sports at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort. Second place, silver medallion is Independence High School. Greendale High School. The Game Day Live division combines cheer and pep band. They have a game day atmosphere that they try and uh, recreate. But they had more than three dozen band members. They had a couple dozen cheerleaders. They combined to make up the team for Team Greendale, including Vetrano's daughter, Olivia. Everyone was just so excited. I don't think I've ever yelled that loud in my my entire life. Like, all the stunts hit, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, we could do this. And then we all just, like, started crying. Like, we were so excited, like, so antsy, like, could not sit still. Like, it was so exciting. Yeah, leave it to dad to stick a microphone in his daughter's face after they win the championship. But they finished second in the nation last year, Mike. This year, they dethroned last year's champions, Independence High School. That's what happens, right? You finish second, and then you come back with a vengeance, and you win the natty. Exactly. They get a ring? I hope Uh, Vince comes back with a ring I I would think at least a free sub. (laughs) Something along that line, right? I mean, this has been going on for like four decades. This is a big deal. The UCA, it's a national high school cheerleading championship. It's the culmination of the season for cheerleaders across the nation. It's the most prestigious high school national championship in the country. And very cool. Won by Greendale High School. Greendale High School. 
So we know the party is still going on in Las Vegas. The party likely is still going on in Orlando as well. And you just get to run amok at the at the park, don't you? If I know Vince Vitrano, he's a late night guy. So. Uh, he is a bit of a late night guy, absolutely. So congratulations to Greendale High School for their participation and winning a national title. Vinny is expected to be back. I, I think you might need a, more time off, actually, for this one, but uh, he'll be back before too long. Finishing up a, a fun trip in Orlando where the competition is still going on, but a national title for Greendale High School. Plenty to get to coming up here on Wisconsin's Morning News, including a recap of some of the best commercials from last night's game, some of the duds as well. Also, there's a school bus driver shortage. What do you do and what is our district doing where our kids go? Some unique sights as we're traveling around getting our kids to and from the bus stop. 623 on WTMJ. A rare Super Bowl walk-off win as the Chiefs go back-to-back. The Bucks entertain last year's defending champs, and the Admirals win 14 in a row. Greg Hill's got the day in sports coming up at 645. Shrinkflation. Greg, you remember when shrinkflation was a phrase that we were all using? I want to say 2023 people started noticing it's... You know, your bag of chips is a little bit more airy than perhaps it was before. Apparently, there's issues with cartons of ice cream, which I don't really know how that works since it's a solid. But it's a thing, apparently. And it's also caught the attention of the White House. Here's CBS's Matt Piper. Super Bowl 58 wrapped up last night with the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy in overtime. Every year, Americans spend billions of dollars on snacks consumed during the game, so President Biden used the occasion to call on companies to stop shrinkflation. That refers to when businesses reduce the size of their products without lowering the price. In a video posted on X, the president said the practice is a ripoff and said companies should do the right thing. Here's a little bit of sound from the president's video. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. So I don't know if he's doing anything about it. He doesn't like it. (laughs) I kind of like the Breaking Bad music behind uh... Behind President Biden. He was seated. He was hey. surrounded by snacks, which was an interesting choice you for know, the video. This sounds a guy who likes his eight ounces of shredded cheese in a bag and not six and a half, right? I, I can identify with that. And who hasn't been upset by the uh, the, the half full bag of Lay's? Yes. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I feel like that's been a thing forever. Like it's 60% air, 40% chips. Like that's just kind of how it always is. That The bag always looks so big and then you pick it up and it's like, where are my chips? That's nothing new. Have you noticed it in other things though? Like blocks of cheese or coffee or like anything weird like that? See, I have not. But that was an argument that the White House was making was like I said earlier, it, ice cream. That there was less ice cream in a carton than there perhaps was before i say we get a full-on like congressional hearing on this got to got to skim it off the top right you just miss that ounce of ice cream on the top of your whatever mr peanut there the pringles guy there and just explain yourselves yeah mr peanut has a monocle i find that entertaining 637 on wtmj I heard Jessica mention it in the news here, but it's a move that's catching many Republicans off guard. Caught me off guard as well. Congressman Mike Gallagher announcing over the weekend he will not seek re-election and a fifth term. This is something my wife and I have been thinking about for a long time. Um, And, uh, you know, I've been through tough votes before. The Mayorkas thing is nothing compared to, you know, the Jan 6 stuff or some other votes I've taken. So... That really wasn't a factor in it. Congressman Gallagher speaking to WBAY in Green Bay. So he referenced the Mayorkas vote. 
So Gallagher last week drew the ire of several of his constituents when he voted no in a resolution to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Gallagher emphasized his decision had nothing to do with his impeachment vote last week, that he just wants to take some time. I've never said I would vote to impeach Mayorkas. In fact, I whipped no for over a month to House uh, leadership. And uh, the fact that they barreled forward with a vote, I still don't understand that because they knew I was a no. I was never undecided and I never told anyone I was going to vote to impeach Mayorkas. As for what's next? I I wouldn't rule out running for something in the future. I mean, public service is always going to be part of my DNA. All I know is that tonight I'm going to have a beer or two with my wife and relax for a second and uh, start to spend some more time with with my family, and the rest will sort itself out. No word on if that beer was Spotted Cow or Liney's Creamy Dark. He's an interesting guy here, Mike. So he served seven years on active duty in the U.S. Marine Corps, two deployments to Iraq. He also served as a lead Republican staffer for Middle East and counterterrorism on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He's got all this stuff and thoughts about space and how to protect us against alien invaders. (laughs) This guy's a little bit everywhere, but his seat will be open in a largely Republican area. Yeah, which is really interesting with with Mike Gallagher. I mean, many saw him as a rising star, not only in the party party, on a federal level, but also here in the state of Wisconsin as we're kind of in a a little bit of a reset mode when we're taking a look at some of our leaders uh, in office, whether it's, you know, Governor Evers or whoever it's going to be, as you kind of look at the next generation, I feel like Mike Gallagher was one of those people who you could look at and seeing as running for U.S. Senate or seeing as perhaps, I don't know if a run for governor would be in the cards, but something along those lines. And it leaves a little bit of a void As far as the names that are considering replacing him or running for that seat on the Republican side, former state Senator Roger Roth, he is most recently on the ballot as a candidate for lieutenant governor, along with Tim Michaels back in 2022. And then Andre Jacques, he is a current state senator from the area as well. And for the first time in a while, the Democratic Party say they're feeling pretty good about what their chances are in the 8th District. There is a woman, Kristen Lyerly. She is an OBGYN. Uh, she's been out in front of the media for quite a while now, uh, talking about women's reproductive rights, things along those lines. It'll be a competitive race because when you're running against an incumbent, it's very, very difficult to win. Now that opens it up, and it's really interesting looking ahead to a political year in which you don't really know what's going to happen because you have a fairly unpopular president and a fairly unpopular challenger to that president who's running. So definitely be worth keeping an eye on in the 8th District. No doubt about that. Mike Gallagher, an interesting guy. We tried to get him on the afternoon show last week, Thursday or Friday, on the Mayorkas vote. I think it was Friday. And his company politely declined. They're normally very eager to have him on the air with us. But now we perhaps have a better understanding why they chose to just sort of punt and let the news play out here over the weekend. 644 on WTMJ. Greg Hill's got a look at sports coming up next. Time for a WTMJ Sports Update. Greg Hill is in. Oh, man, who hasn't been there as a kid, right? Under the lights, it's overtime, biggest stage in football. It's the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has been there before. Play action fake. Right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard 
a touchdown pass in overtime. The Chiefs Kingdom has started its own history class. 106.5, the Wolf in Kansas City with the call. Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowl champions. That's Mahomes' third title as quarterback of Kansas City. This game had everything. We're talking celebrities, money, neon lights, a fan running out on the field shirtless. A game in overtime for the second time ever. Players and coaches yelling at each other on the sidelines. There's conflict. It had it all. What a Super Bowl. These, um, Of course, the biggest conflict that was caught on camera was head coach Andy Reid and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey in the second quarter. Reid was asked about it post game. <laughs> yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, the cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. Yeah, it's always nice when you can laugh about internal conflict with your family and friends because, you know, you just won the Super Bowl, which actually fixes a lot of things because I feel like the conversation wouldn't have gone so well if they had lost. Again, the Chiefs, Super Bowl 58 champs, 25 to 22, the final. We head to the hardwood. Bucks should feel good coming off a 36-point whooping of the Charlotte Hornets on Friday night. Head coach Doc Rivers says all it takes is one good win, which dominoes into more good things. You know, like I said after the game, now you proved you can do it. We just got to keep working on it, you know. So it's a good win for us. So after a weekend off, the Bucks look to start the work week with the rest of us. They host Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets tonight at Pfizer Forum. Our coverage tips off with Bucks shoot around starting at six. And let's go back to the gridiron for a second. The recruitment never stops for a college program that isn't necessarily limited to just players. The coaching recruitment is on too. Former Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel was fired earlier this season and was poised to get another head coaching gig, but was never hired. Vrabel and UW Badgers head coach Luke Fickle have a connection. They were both teammates playing for Ohio State in the 90s. Now, you may have read this about Mike Vrabel, but if you haven't, one of the reasons that is cited that he wasn't hired as an NFL head coach was because he was too intimidating. Here's Fickle on ESPN Wisconsin's ESPN Wisconsin's Wildey and Taos last week. I'm guessing because you're a good enough buddy with him, did you just call him and say, hey, tone down all that masculinity? Or have you had any conversations with him about how that all shook out? I, now, I'm not sure how you got your job now, Tausch. I mean, I didn't realize that That's you true. guys like you and him were that intimidating that I, I see why you didn't go into the NFL now. Yeah, so Vrabel kept speaking on the program. No specific role or anything. It was actually pretty vague. Nothing yet, but something to keep your eye on as a Badgers fan as spring approaches. By the way, the always intimidating Mark Tauscher joining us at 7.50 this morning to talk Badgers. And, of course, we'll recap some Super Bowl stories as well. All right, Greg. Appreciate it, man. 6.49 on WTMJ. I know it's early, but it's... It's never too early to start thinking about your dinner. Why not make it a Palermo's night? Monday night, Palermo's night. There you go. Put the heavy lifting down. Pop a pizza in the oven. About 20 minutes later, put it on the table. Everybody is going to be happy with Palermo's. Wisconsin's hometown pizza going on 60 years. In fact, they are celebrating their 60th anniversary this year. Palermo's. Proudly made in Milwaukee. They've been doing it right for decades. They even have a breakfast pizza if that's your thing. That's right. You could have pizza morning, noon, and night with Palermo's. You can't really go wrong. Screaming Sicilian had one of those over the weekend. Personal favorite, as a matter of fact. My wife, big fan of the Primo Thin. Connie's Urban Pie. How about the Surfer Boy Pizza? Can't go wrong, really, when you make it. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Found at Festival Foods, Pick and Save, Sendix, Piggly Wiggly, and wherever you like to shop. Even Woodman's. Make it a pizza night tonight. Make it Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. That's the terrible scene over the weekend in Texas. A woman in a trench coat armed with a long rifle and accompanied by a young child entered Pastor Joel Austin's Lakewood Church. This happened Sunday afternoon. Began firing. Uh, This is near Houston. 
two off-duty law enforcement officers were on the scene. Uh, the woman was shot, and she later died at the scene. The boy was struck by a bullet. He is still in care at a hospital. Just a terrible scene playing out. We welcome in ABC's Jim Ryan. You know, Jim, it's a, a very difficult story to read, but is there any indication why this happened on a Sunday afternoon, a, a seemingly pleasant Sunday afternoon in Houston? None. Uh, you know, we don't know anything about the motivation. We don't know even the uh, the woman's identity, Greg. The police have not yet released that. The woman, as you point out, walked in with a trench coat on a warm afternoon in Houston. This was right before the 2 o'clock Spanish language service at the Lakewood Church there in Houston. So Joel Osteen does not preside. He's not the pastor over that particular service. Uh, others were, but as folks were filing into church and making their way to the auditorium or the sanctuary that holds 16 thousand people the shots were fired there were two law enforcers there an off-duty city police officer a Houston officer and an off-duty Texas alcoholic beverage control agent a state officer also who was authorized to carry uh, guns they engaged this woman after she fired uh, they shot her before she died she told them she had a bomb they went through her backpack. They went through the car that she had arrived in. They didn't find any explosives. But as you point out, tragically, this little boy who apparently was with this woman was critically wounded and still hospitalized this morning. Jim, do we know anything about uh, the, the relationship between the woman and the child? No. And we don't know whether this woman was a member of the church, whether she, this was a targeted thing or just kind of a one-off. We don't know that. It's an unusual case, certainly, because 98% of mass shootings are carried out by male suspects. This time it was a woman you know, using a rifle uh, with this little boy with her. Just so many questions still that we don't have answers for yet. Jim, is there anything about the congregation of the church that would make anybody believe it, it would be a potential hate crime? Not necessarily, except that, you know, this Spanish language um, service was about to begin. And so almost everybody who was there for the service is Hispanic. Now, again, we don't know whether she was targeting Hispanics, whether she was targeting a specific person at all. We don't even know the race of the woman who was killed. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's no, no, nothing really to go on as yet. We've got a lot of questions left to be answered. Jim, you kind of touched on it uh, a couple answers ago. What makes this really unique, outside of the fact that there was a, a child seemingly involved in this, was the fact that it was a woman carrying it out. Yeah. yeah I've covered, I don't know how many mass shootings, way too many, since about 1989. And I remember only two or three, I think, that were carried out by women, and this is one of them. Um, notably, the one in Nashville about a year and a half, two years ago, was a woman as well. But beyond that, and, and, and that sort of stands out, I think, that so many of the, almost all of these incidents are carried out by male suspects. This time it was a woman. She's 30 to 35 years old, according to police yesterday, in her early 30s. This little boy was four or five years old, maybe six. And again, we're not sure of the relationship between those two um, and, and what her motivation might have been. And the White House is tracking the shooting and working to obtain more information as well. More questions than answers this morning. Jim Ryan from ABC, thank you for your time, Jim. Thanks, Greg. 655 on WTMJ. The news is next.